the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. On this Monday, we have made it. We have made it to March. My goodness. Spring is only three weeks away. Today, it's 106. It's Monday. And this is John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, why not stop over? They're open right now. What are you doing for lunch? Why not swing over to Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, Ron and Melissa. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, delicious sandwiches and calzones. Everything is fresh at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, you are going to love it. And on top of that, they have the delicious, fresh uh, Italian zeppolas. They also have delicious cannolis. They have the, I know people were popping in and seeing them for some of those delicious Trump chocolate donuts. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron is truly an artist. They have the sausage and pepper. They have eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones. They also have pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, cakes, Trump chocolate covered donuts, Trump cupcakes, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, where is that? It's easy to get to right off of Silver Spring Street. Look at them on Facebook, and they're right next to AAA in Providence. It's 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. By the way, they're right off the highway. So when you're going uh, 95 north or south, you see some of those train tracks up near Silver Spring Street, and then you'll see them right there. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. DePietro.com, which is uh, sponsored, by the way. Don't forget, you want to stay nice and safe. Stop in at Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Stop in and see Tanya and Frank. They're a mile and a half from Garden City. That's where you can purchase this unique store. You can get body armor and ammo, pepper spray, food storage, uh, Surplus Provisions. Look for them on Facebook, Pontiac, right off. Uh, surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Now, I want to play for you yesterday. Now, I thought it was great. Uh, he was, you know, he was getting knocked by the media and saying that they thought that he was somewhat a little low energy. But President Trump gave a speech and it's not like he's doing a rally and he's only been out for a short amount of time. And he... um And on top of that, I think all in all, the way it was uh, approached and the fact that, uh, you know, he, he, listen, the guy commands the stage. He, um, this whole business of going after him with the false claims of election for, I I don't, I don't buy in, I don't buy into what they're saying that the election was all on the, the up and up. I don't, I don't believe that. So, and I liked, I thought this was one of the highlights of yesterday President Trump at CPAC. Here we go. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Wow. 
world of sports. Standing ovation. Now remember, if you want to email me, go to the website to Petro.com. You just click on contact John and then boom, it's a direct email right there. This business of um of people saying, well, you know, in the media, they kept going after him on that. This whole situation of going after him about the election. But folks, you know, I, I can't speak to exactly what was done, as I've told you. We don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, either you, whether it happened in Pennsylvania, what happened in Wisconsin. What happened in Georgia? What happened in Arizona? You just talk about around here. It's pretty well known that, if anything, a lot of people that should be voting in Massachusetts, instead they vote in New Hampshire. They register to vote in New Hampshire. They have summer homes or ski homes in New Hampshire, and they vote there. That in the past, President Trump really should be winning New Hampshire, but you have a lot of people that are registering to vote there because Mass is so blue. And as far as Rhode Island... As I've told you, I don't believe it. I want to hear, um, this is from CPAC, the uh, leader of it. We've had him on the program, Mach Schlapp, talking about um, the election. In leaving CPAC, it would be do all you can to any member that we have any influence over to explain to them that it's unacceptable to have this unconstitutional power grab on elections so that what we saw this election will be what you will see every single election. And we have to fight it. Now, you know, he is exactly right. And that is a major danger right now. Big, big danger here in Rhode Island. Now, tomorrow, do you really think tomorrow with these bond issues, do you really think that Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, who wants to run for governor, do you think she's going to let the union heads down, the union honchos? Do you think she's going to say to them, yeah, that was too bad about the bonds, $400 million to the unions, that was too bad. Yeah, better luck next time. Do you think she would have any political future if those bonds don't pass tomorrow? See, that is a complete conflict of interest. Let me play a little bit more of um, CPAC. And this is Kevin McCarthy, who I believe will become the Speaker of the House after the midterms 2022. He is terrific, by the way. This is him speaking at CPAC. Let me play this. But I say it on a regular basis because it kind of puts you on the spot. But uh, I think we have a great chance of getting the majority back. Not a chance. We're going to get the majority back. We're five seats away. (laughs) I would bet my house. Listen, we are, we were 31,751. My personal house. house. Don't tell my wife, (laughs) but I would bet it. Listen, do you want to retire Nancy Pelosi? Hell yeah. Do you want to end the socialism in this country? Yes. Win the House, five seats, the closest. This is the smallest majority the Democrats have had in a hundred years. You know, that is not, that's something you don't hear a lot. Five seats, Kevin McCarthy talks about. And I think they could put that up. And by the way, I think Rhode Island will lose a seat, by the way. Now, this is also Representative Jim Banks. And... Talking a little bit, uh, let's hear again. This is a little bit of uh, CPAC over the weekend. Popular Republicans in the Here we go. A little bit because he was bragged on me. The most popular Republican figure in Congress today is Kevin McCarthy. Let me tell you who the least 
popular Republicans in the party are today, they're those few, very few, Matt. They're stittering, they're stittering out there. I just want you to know. There's very few Republicans, um, the least popular in our party are the ones who want to erase Donald Trump yep. and Donald Trump supporters right. from That's our party. That's right. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if that happens, we won't win back the majority in 2022. We definitely won't win back the, the White House in 2024 if we erase. I don't know if he's going to run again. Again, good afternoon at 1.15. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I don't think he knows if he's going to run again. But something that he could definitely do, and some people are kind of picking up on that he seems pretty certain that he wants to be the kingmaker. Um, but CPAC, you know, it, it's great that it's become as powerful as it is. It is. And I think, you know, you don't hear that a lot. You don't hear that the fact that they are this close, five seats from flipping it, and then he would be in charge instead of Nancy Pelosi. I'll tell you who's not going to be the next, going to be running for president anytime soon. And that's the governor of New York, Cuomo. uh, directs the brutal murder of a journalist is not is not specifically held accountable. But we have a lot of things to get to, Jen. And one of the things CNN. is uh, the New York Times is White reporting House last night that a second allegation of sexual harassment against New York uh, Governor Chris Cuomo. This is a report oh. from a former oh aide, Charlotte God. Bennett, saying that Cuomo asked her alone in his office last spring about her sex life, uh, including whether she ever had sex with older men. She has other allegations as well. Um, Governor Cuomo says he never... I think she meant Andrew Cuomo. I'm going to interject that I think I think she meant that Andrew Cuomo is the person that I believe that she was reply, referring to, I should say. Referring to. So let's hear a little bit more of uh, President Trump yesterday at CPAC. Many years, all of a sudden somebody comes along and beats it by a hundred pounds, boom, boom. Now, young girls and women are incensed that they are now being forced to compete against those who are biological males. It's not good for women, it's not good for women's sports. That's right. So long and so hard to get to where they are. The records that stood for years, even decades, are now being smashed with ease. Smashed. If this is not change, women's sports, as we know it, will die. They'll end. It'll end. What? Isn't that amazing, folks? And I've coached. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I've coached both uh, young boys and girls in sports, both uh, basketball and soccer. There's a difference. There's a difference. You know there's a difference. If there's anyone listening right now, explain to me, how is it fair that you have a young girl who attends a public high school, attends school, high school in Rhode Island, and she's fast. She's a great runner. And this is her junior, senior year, a chance to thrive. And she works at it. Maybe one of her parents were a runner. And there it is. She's a senior. She should be first team all state. She should be one of the top runners outdoor track in Rhode Island. But suddenly, there also on the starting line is someone who was born a young male 
who now has decided to grow their hair out a little bit. And instead of maybe his name was Sam, and now he claims his name is Samantha. And now that child, that girl who has trained and worked and competed and practiced to become the best suddenly, she is now racing against Samantha, who a year ago was Sam. How, I, what, how is that fair to that girl? How is that fair? And, and by the way, so what? He wears his hair in a man bun or he wears his hair out a little bit or maybe it's just a little bit longer. And it, this Sam or Samantha could end up getting what a free ride to college, full college scholarship. What what message does that send to her? It's not. It is absolutely not fear. I don't get it. And and, and what I can't believe is the number of like the progressives. They're all on board with this. So let's hear a little bit more of uh, President Trump from yesterday. The Supreme Court. There we go. We have a very sick and corrupt electoral process. That must be fixed immediately. This election was rigged and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. Now, champion, you won. element where they didn't go through legislatures. It's yeah. illegal. You can't do it. That's right. It's in the Constitution. They didn't have the courage, the Supreme Court. They didn't have the courage to act, but instead used process and lack of standing. I was told the President of the United States has no standing. It's my election. It's your election. We have no standing. We had almost 20, if you think of it, we had almost 20 states go into the Supreme Court so that we didn't have a standing problem. They rejected it. They rejected it. They should be ashamed of themselves for what they've done to our country. They didn't have the guts or the courage to make the right decision. They didn't want to talk about it. You know, he's exactly right. And the problem is it's going to happen again. It is absolutely going to happen again unless it's challenged. So it is true. The election, it was changed. So this is where uh, President Trump, by the way, yesterday, folks, and again, good afternoon. Right now, at one twenty-one on this Monday, March 1st, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This is where President Trump uh, rattles off some of the Republicans. Democrats don't have grandstanders like Mitt Romney, Little Ben Sass, Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Pat Toomey. And in the House, Tom Rice, South Carolina, Adam Kinzinger, Dan Newhouse, Anthony Gonzalez, that's another beauty. 
Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera Butler, Peter Meyer, John Katko, David Valadeo, and of course the warmonger, a person that loves seeing our troops fighting, Liz Cheney. How about uh, that? Listen to that reaction. The good news is in her state, she's been censured, and in her state, her poll numbers have dropped faster than any human good. being I've ever seen. Good. So hopefully they'll get rid of her with the next election. Get rid of them all. Democrats are vicious. Remember this, it's true. Democrats are vicious, he said evil. Well, there is evil there. I like that. Evil is a good word. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, listen, it's a new month, and maybe you've had some appliances that are not working properly. Let's get them fixed by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. Ryan's Appliance Repair was just in my home last week. Fixing, there were two things that needed to be fixed. One was something broke off in the refrigerator. So when you had to shut the door, boom, it would just stick Fix that. And then also there was something wrong with the dishwasher. When you slide it in and out, it came off track and could not be fixed. You know what I did? Did I fix it? No. Did I just buy a new one? Of course not. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, and you can do the same. As we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, folks, good afternoon at 125. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Let's hear a little bit more. This is President Trump yesterday at CPAC. With your help, we will take back the House. Yep. We will win the Senate. That's right. And then a Republican president will make a triumphant return. Thank God. Whoa. I wonder who that will be. Who, who, who will that be? I wonder. Now, I'll say it. We don't know if it's going to be President Trump. We don't know if it's going to be President. We don't. He may decide two years from now, because that's when the decision will be made. He may decide that that he's just not gonna he's just not gonna run again. So now, um, let's see. There's a press briefing going on, Congressman Cicilline. Let me see if I can pull this up actually a little bit, and uh, we'll listen in. Cicilline and Langevin are holding a press briefing, I believe, and I want to see if. Um, Hold on, folks. Bear with me. I want to see if they... They do, actually. Oh, good. Here's uh, Mayor Lorza. We know that throughout the pandemic, a number of divisions in our society have been made very clear, whether it's economic divisions, social divisions, or racial divisions. We know that there are investments that we need to make in our community 
because going back to the normal of before just isn't going to be enough. And with the flexible dollars that this will bring to our state and to our cities throughout, it puts the dollars directly into the hands of the people that are connected with our residents and are most attuned to our folks' needs throughout our communities. So for all of these reasons, it's vital that the Senate pass the American Rescue Bill as quickly as possible so we can get on with getting to the other side and building the kind of world and society that we want on that other side. Thank you. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. Here's Congressman David Cicilline. They're having a press briefing right now. Lieutenant Governor, soon to be Governor McKee, and my colleague, Congressman Langer, and we're happy to take a few questions. I think it's uh, a near certainty. Uh, Obviously, our two senators have been strong proponents of this rescue package uh, because we are using the reconciliation process. Uh, Despite the best efforts, uh, both in the House and by the president, to bring Republicans along in this process, they uh, did not support it in the House. Uh, But the reconciliation process allows us to go forward with a simple majority in the Senate, which means we can pass the bill that the House passed. It's in the House bill. We think it's really important. It's an important priority for for the House Democrats. It's not going to happen. We've gotten an increase in minimum wage in a very long time. Not happening. It will mean 27 million Americans will going to cost one million jobs. Long overdue. We think anyone who's worked full time in this country should not live in poverty. So we included the minimum wage. The Senate parliamentarian has ruled uh, that it cannot be part of the reconciliation process. I leave it up to the Senate to figure out what they do about that. Uh, but if they decide to pass it without that, then they'll send it back to us for, for us to have to repass it uh, absent the minimum wage. Congress, you know that the Democrats control both houses of Congress now and, and the White House as well. But the vote appears to be that it'll be, it wasn't the House basically on party lines. Does it concern you that you're really not getting any bipartisan? That's Crandall of Channel 10. Well, the, you know, the, the bill is wildly bipartisan. It's supported by over 75% of the American people. Democrats, Republicans, and Independent. So it's very bipartisan. Uh, the legislation is uh, the president worked hard to bring, as did we, Congressman Langer and I, to bring along some of our Republican colleagues. But in the end, the president made it clear, and, and the House Democrats made it clear, we're going to pass a bill that responds to the gravity of the economic crisis and the public health crisis that will crush the virus and help rebuild our economy. And all the economists, all the serious economists, have all said what Congressman Landry mentioned that we have to, the danger is to do something too small, that we could delay our recovery by a generation if we don't do this right. So we are prepared to move forward alone if we have to. We welcome Republican support, particularly if it comes back again. But we have a responsibility to respond to the urgent challenges that this pandemic has presented, both in terms of our economics and in terms of public health. That does it. So it's a fully bipartisan bill. The fact that Republicans didn't vote for it, it's supported by Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. There's few pieces of legislation that go through Congress that have to support 75% of the American public. Yeah, let me just say that uh, I know oh, that okay, uh, comes Langevin, President now. Biden has not given up on, on the hope uh, and the possibility of getting a bipartisan bill through the Senate. But he's also made clear that that uh, issue is not going to stop. Non-starter. Minimum wage is not being raised to fifteen dollars. We'd like to have it with bipartisan support. The door is open to do that, but we are going to get the bill across the finish line one way or the other. Congressman, what are the biggest issues besides minimum wage that are points of contention in this bill, as far as Republicans or Democrats were opposed? What? of tension, uh, you know, the, there's, there's very little. The, the, the what kind of question is that? that? The amount is too much. 
Uh, maybe that's a, the, a, the Republican side said that the that $1.9 trillion may, may be too generous. I completely disagree and reject that premise because you listen to some of the top economists in the, in the world talk about how uh, we need to go big and be bold right now. When you have uh, a, a strong, clear statements from the, from the chair of the Federal Reserve, who's generally pretty reserved, saying to the Speaker of the House, for example, go over the quote, go big, Madam Speaker. The interest rates at historic lows right now. Uh, we can pass a bill that, uh, that we can uh, ultimately afford to pay for because it's an investment in the American people, an investment in our economy that's going to yield uh, benefits. Janet Yellen, again, as I pointed out, former chair of the Federal Reserve, current Treasury Secretary, says we need to be bold and, and go big. So look, there, there's no two ways about it. We have to win this, uh, this war on COVID by crushing the virus on the health side, but we also need to confront the economic challenges that COVID has, has thrust upon us and that are incredible burden. We are going to be in a recession, no, no two ways about it, because of, uh, uh, unfortunately, because of, uh, because of COVID. The question is, and as economists have said, is it going to be a very shallow and, and short recession, or will is it going to be wide and deep? We are arguing that we can keep the former uh, a, a, a very short uh, and, and, and uh, steep, a, a shallow recession, recession uh, as opposed to uh, the other way around by passing this bill. Governor, first of all, do you expect to be sworn in tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I expect to be sworn in. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it'll be up to the Senate in terms of the confirmation process, but it appears as though that's going to happen this week. And also, do you think that what's in this bill as it passed the House would cure what ails Rhode Island's budget and what faces the municipalities ahead? I think it's going to be a big, big help. And that, you know, I've said publicly, as people were saying, are you going to raise taxes to, you know, overcome the problem? I've been saying, look, Let's see what happens on the federal side. This is welcome news, as I said before. So Congressman Cicilline and, and uh, Congressman Langevin's leadership, uh, I'm happy to be here today to recognize that. Any and it will help. It's going to help our municipalities significantly as well as the state. Any plans that you have for the money? Have you thought about that at all? I think we just want to make sure that we invest it wisely and, uh, and make sure we take this opportunity, because I think there is an opportunity with this, much, with this many dollars coming into the state to uh, invest in our schools, invest he in said our small plans for the morning. Invest in our safety, right, and our, our public safety. You've been meeting with a lot of public leaders. Have you spoken with them about how they can use the funds in their local Well, I think that, and I've mentioned this to both congressmen earlier, is that we want to make sure that the monies that are allocated to the state gets onto the cities and towns gets directly to the cities and towns, and they don't get watered down by a state budget. So the idea is to get those dollars in, in whole to those cities and towns, and then the cities and towns are going to know how to invest those dollars in a way. And we'll certainly, again, I believe that a state's function is to provide guidance and provide resources, and then follow the lead of the local communities in terms of how to best use these resources. What did you learn from the past? Can I just add one thing about the cities and, and Governor McKee will... Folks, you're listening. This is a live press briefing. Uh, this was an issue Congressman of Cicilline. in our negotiations with the Republicans. Langevin. We, if you remember, we tried to pass... An incoming Governor McKee. Heroes Act. This is Congressman um, Dave Cicilline right Act now. Because it was intended to protect the heroes on the front line of the pandemic. Our police officers, firefighters, frontline workers, first responders, teachers. To be sure that in the this middle of the pandemic... Donut. They wouldn't face layoffs because municipalities and communities were, were facing revenue shortfalls. So 
in this bill, uh, we fought hard to be sure that money went directly to cities and towns, no matter their size. So that what the governor described actually can't happen. It goes directly to the communities uh, to help mitigate the consequences of this public health and economic crisis, as well as the state obviously getting a significant appropriation. But we did that because local communities are facing some revenue shortfalls. They're facing increased costs in responding to the pandemic. They're seeing a decline in business revenues, businesses that are closing, and the property taxes that are associated with that. So this is really about making local communities whole, but also giving them the tools to help rebuild the economy, which is a critical part of our kind of post-COVID recovery. We can take one more, because we one have to more. get a flight. <laughs> Mayor Lorza, what will you use, you use the money for here in Providence? Uh, here comes Mayor Lorza, so, folks. I, I want to oh. underscore what Congressman Cicilline just said. You know, one of the structural challenges that we have is that in moments when there's the greatest need on city resources is when we have the fewest resources. And so this, uh, these dollars coming to our city and directly to, 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 to our state and directly to our cities is really a lifeline. It allows us to carry on all of our normal operations. It allows us to respond to, to the pandemic with vaccines and testing. But it will also allow us to, to make investments. And I'll give an example. Uh, this is just uh, this is just one thing that we're considering. We know that when the pandemic began, the the small businesses that were able to pivot and adjust to the new reality were the ones that are, were already connected to online marketplaces. You know, they take restaurants. They had online ordering. They had you know online reservations. They were just able to pivot so much, so much easier. And I know that so many of our small businesses throughout the community, they just don't have the wherewithal, they don't have the capacity, the technology. And so that's the kind of investment that we want to make, making it so that our businesses are better, better able to respond to the current needs, but, are, but it's also setting up the foundation for the world that awaits us on the other side. There's also, before I suppose that there's a detailed summary of the bill. For those that didn't take good notes, Annie has it. Be sure you grab one of those. Thank you all. All right, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. The, let me see if he says one more. Nope, that was it. It was uh, So, folks, what's also interesting is, again, that just wrapped up. That was at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And you had Congressman David Cicilline, Congressman Langevin. But then you also had Mayor Lorza, Mayor of Providence, who's planning on running for governor. And then you have Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, who tomorrow should, in fact, be the governor. So interesting that that was put together at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And I don't get there trying to make their argument that they uh, passed this House bill. It's it's not going to happen. Uh, that $15, $15 minimum wage is <laughs> it's not happening. But they don't care. He doesn't care. He'll use Sicily. He'll use any opportunity to uh, obviously go after the Republicans. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's one thirty-seven. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. The next COVID briefing coming up is Thursday, but be listening now. Later, be paying attention. The big news uh, this week should be that Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is expected to get a full Senate vote for her a full Senate vote that you need to be confirmed for her job to become Commerce Secretary. So that's big. That is really big. And that's what they're waiting for right now. And then I want to just double check. Um, that's Senator Reid uh, issued a statement yesterday basically saying that he was very confident 
that it's going to be put in the works today. And then so sometime tomorrow is when this vote should uh, should, in fact, take place. I want to just check a couple of other sources just to make sure. I don't think I don't think there's any other uh, update right now uh, regarding that. We have no reason to believe that there's anything else. Uh, that is the, the news of the day, I think, is really just waiting to see if Governor Armando. Now, if for whatever reason, if whatever reason that this thing is delayed tomorrow, if that happens, she is poised for confirmation tomorrow as Commerce Secretary. Now, doesn't mean that something could come up last minute. As you knew in the past, Senator Ted Cruz had placed a hole on Governor Mundo's nomination. But right now, I don't think we have any reason. We're not seeing it just yet. So, But my point is, it, it doesn't mean that something couldn't maybe just develop last minute. Especially with uh, Senator Cruz was glad to be. Let me just check this. Another story. I believe she is expected to win confirmation tomorrow. So that is, that's what we're hearing is the latest. So tomorrow, whenever the Senate votes, could be midday. Folks, we'll carry it live if it happens. It could be sometime in the afternoon. Uh, But at some point tomorrow, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is expected to be, okay, let me see, uh, this I think is new. Uh, U.S. Senate to take preliminary vote on nomination. The U.S. Senate will take an initial vote tonight to move forward on the nomination, setting up a final confirmation vote uh, tomorrow. President Biden nominated Governor Mundo last month. She cleared Senate Commerce Committee bipartisan 21 to 3, February 3rd. Progress has stalled her confirmation. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has repeatedly said he wants to finish the confirmation process uh, as soon as possible. That's what is being reported right now by Channel 12. And Ted Nisi, who is uh, very reliable. So let me just pull up the full story because just the timeline now, it seems to be, folks, isn't this amazing with what happens with the the process? I mean, you're like getting closer to the finish line and then still not there yet. So I think we have I think we have sound on this. Uh, yeah, let me play. I think we do have pl- sound on this. Folks, right now it's one forty on this Monday afternoon. And I think we have, this is a Channel 12 story. Yes. Three of the state's first COVID case may also be Governor Raimondo's last full day in office. That's because the U.S. Senate is expected to take an initial uh, initial vote today on her nomination to be our nation's next Commerce Secretary. The final confirmation vote could be tomorrow. Raimondo's nomination was approved by committee at the beginning of February, but Texas Senator Ted Cruz put a hold on her nomination after saying that he was not satisfied with her answers to questions about the Chinese telecommunication company Huawei. All right, so that's where it, that's the audio of it. But let me just also see if there's any, um, let's see, the timing of her final confirmation vote won't be determined till after the preliminary vote tonight. But it's expected to happen tomorrow. Now that could change. Could be Wednesday, could be Thursday. She is expected to easily clear 51 vote threshold in the Democrat controlled Senate. 
Senator Jack Reed said the nomination has momentum. Things are moving forward. As of now, we're on track to have a new Secretary of Commerce and a new governor of Rhode Island next week. Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee will become the governor. Dan McKee is 69 years old, former mayor of Cumberland. He's going to be 70 in June, June 16th, but he's 69, serving a second term. State Constitution states Ramundo will no longer be governor once she accepts a federal appointment, which is being interpreted to mean when she takes the oath of office as Commerce Secretary. Her office has not confirmed whether she intends to send a lesser designated exact time for her resignation in advance. McKee has yet to announce who will serve on a senior staff, despite being days away. Uh, by the way, also, next, this Sunday coming up, I believe incoming Governor McKee will have a, uh, oh, let me check the, um, weather for that. He's going to have uh, swearing-in ceremony outside for the public. All right, not bad. Right now, next Sunday, supposed to be 39 degrees and sunny. So it's obviously raining right now, but weather this week is not that bad. But on Sunday, it's going to be a dry weekend. And 40 and sunny at the State House is not bad. Especially sometimes they used to have the swearing-in outside in January. And temperatures could be you know in the 20s. So and then, uh, folks, we're looking after today. It's going to be dry all week. And then I'm already looking to head to next Tuesday and Wednesday. Temperatures start to climb into the 52 to 54. So it's obviously raining now. It's going to rain a little bit this afternoon and then uh, taper off. Not that Juan is trying to be uh, the weatherman, weather Juan. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now right now, it's 143 on this Monday. This portion of the show is brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery, located in Lincoln, Mark and Christine, they specialize preferred towing and recovery. Call them at 401-725-8500. Specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Call them today, 401-725-8500. And on top of that, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, private property towing services, and they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Call today for a fair offer, 401 401- 725-8500 or online at preferredrecovery.com and also on Facebook, Preferred Towing and Recovery. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I think, um, you know, President Trump, he did speak out yesterday at CPAC. I thought it was it was well received from the base, uh, from the base. And then we're going to have to wait. You know, we get a long way to go here. But as I've told you, I think he'll... The first one's under his belt, so to speak. And it was pretty, pretty formal. He stuck to the script at times when he is the most animated is when he just kind of lets it rip. Kind of like a uh, a rolling state of consciousness. He did not do that yesterday. Uh, but I think as the president moves forward, I think President Trump will... Um, Start to relax a little bit. I'm also seeing Johnson & Johnson deliver almost 4 million COVID-19 vaccine doses within the next two days. So that's in the Boston Globe. So, folks, this month, the month of March, is when things are really going to um, really start to take off. The month, the month of March. This month, when we get into April, the COVID numbers are going to be way down 
and we have got to start to get life back to normal now and i also think you know there's a piece in this morning's boston globe i mentioned it earlier charlie you're making a big mistake experts criticize states monday reopening he's governor baker's got to ignore it you know we have listened to these health professionals for the past year at times they've steered us in the right direction many times they have not and they're not elected so whether it's Fauci or Dr. Burks or Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, I believe those in power need to start to put them into the background a little bit. We're forever indebted with everything that they have done, uh, but there's no reason for this to for them to be out front and center anymore. We get it. Right. Social distancing, washing hands, masks, and now you have the vaccine. And by the way, right now, at 147, I want to repeat the people that say, huh, in a suspicious manner. Isn't it an interesting flu doesn't seem to be that bad this year. What does that mean? Listen, the flu would never be as bad as it was if, in fact, people didn't go to work sick, worked from home. You didn't have all these kids sick going to school. If you had people washing hands, wearing a mask, there's no reason for contagious germs to spread. Now, I'm seeing some other stories the New York Times is putting how pro-Trump forces pushed a lie about Antifa at the Capitol riot. First 12 hours after false tweet, disinformation machine seized on a lie, served its public interest, quickly spread it as truth. You know, I, I haven't read the full story but in the New York Times, they did. They published a very damaging story about New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who is really under fire right now. Um, as soon as that story went out and people were, no, nope, it was Antifa that was, I, I've never believed that. And I would push back about it. Let me just see if it was, um, yeah, some of the people that were pushing some of this false information. That guy, Paul Sperry, he's one of the worst. I never retweet that guy's stuff. Paul Sperry. I will say that since uh, Big Tap has started to crack down, there's a lot less misinformation that's going out there. Someone just put it out. They said, does anyone know to Bill Cosby? Is he alive? I don't know what to believe anymore. I, I don't see anything. I don't see anything about Bill Cosby. I don't know where this stuff uh, comes from. That some people are saying that something happened to, I don't know, again, I don't even know where to track that. I know where it would be if it was true, if it was true, and I don't see it in those places. So I I don't know where people get some sources, but they are right about that. (coughs) There are certain people that they traffic just in misinformation. It's true. That guy, Paul Sperry, is one of them. I stopped following him on Twitter just because it's just too unreliable. There's nothing. You know what else I find, folks? Many of many people say, for instance, they say, oh, I like parlor because there's no sense. There's a difference between censorship and people that are purposely putting out misinformation. It's a big difference. Uh, much like sometimes I don't like people putting misinformation onto some of my pages and platforms. And they say, oh, what about my freedom? Well, putting out. Things that are not true that you can't back up. That's not 
freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is you you disagree with something. Freedom of speech would be just as, you know, there's countless examples of it. But if you say, in my opinion, there should be charter schools. In my opinion, there should be school choice. Uh, In my opinion, people should have the right on whether or not they get the vaccine. I all of those things, those are, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. There's a difference of that or people putting out. I heard people are dropping dead after the second uh, shot of the vaccine. Or people that put out uh, Fauci's and cahoots with Obama and Bill Gates. You have nothing to back that up. So that's not your opinion. In my opinion, no, you're, that's a falsehood. Hey, folks, folks, on this uh, Monday and again, we have made it to March 1st. It's 1.50 in the afternoon, 50 minutes past 1. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. What do they do? It's Roland and Willie. How about a purple dumpster in your driveway? Brothers Disposal. Call them, 401 688 0517. Get a purple dumpster. So if you're doing some spring, uh, now it is going to be time for spring cleaning. Clean out your home or your garage or your attic. Or if you're a business, call Brothers Disposal today. They're offering weekly trash collection services. Call for a free estimate, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook. It's Brothers Disposal. It's Roland and Willie. Call them, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. So it will be an eventful week because it's unusual. Tomorrow is, in fact, election day. But I'm telling you right now, uh, I have no faith in our election system. Locally, has nothing to do with President Trump. I'll be very clear. Do I think... That Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, who has her eye on, on the higher office, do I think or that she's going to put something on the ballot that would really benefit the unions? Do I think she would allow those bond issues to fail? My answer is no, I don't think so. Has nothing to do with President Trump. We have a problem with the mail ballots. So she's already saying that they have enough votes to pass this thing. I played the interview she did with Channel 12 earlier, saying, well, we've already gotten 70,000 votes, so they they pad it. And then tomorrow, more people go out. But we, we're going to reach a point of, like, what is the point of this thing if we're not there already? What is the point? What is the point of this whole nature of this whole thing? Why have elections if we know the outcome? And I repeat, do I, do I think... You think she is going to face them, that she's going to have to go and face the union bosses? And they would say to her, what happened to the bond issues? And what is she going to say? Well, I guess people voted against it. I don't think so. As a matter of fact, I know so. She's not going to let that fail. What do I think is going to happen to the bond issues? (laughs) What do you think is going to happen? Of course not. She's going to do everything in her power to make sure that it passes. Now, three weeks from today, it'll already be spring. Hard to believe. Thank God, by the way. But today is Monday, March 1st. The first day of spring is Saturday, March 20th. So we have this week, next week, and then 
the following Saturday. Two weeks from Saturday is the first day of spring. So, folks, outside your home, I'm willing to bet that during the course of the winter, you've had some algae, some of that green stuff that is built up. Maybe it's your deck or a patio. Contact Jared at Bethel Softwash. You can call or text him today, 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. Free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. He's also on Facebook, Bethel Certified Softwash. It's biodegradable, residential specialist. It's incredible what it does for your home, business, whether it's a, a fence or the side of a building. Get rid of it. He's done tremendous work. Bethel Certified Softwash. Look for them on Facebook. Softwashing is the low-pressure system. Uh, won't hurt the surface, biodegradable chemicals that will remove algae and pollen and dirt and moss and bacteria. What a difference it makes. The before and afters are really incredible. And by the way, you can see the before and after photos at the website for Bethel Certified Softwash. What a difference it makes on your home. Maybe you're a realtor. And you're trying to move a property or, or listen, you want to, you know, spring is coming. You want to make sure you want to be outside and make sure your property looks terrific. I'm looking at some of the, the before and afters. It's just really incredible. Bethel Softwash. Contact them today. Wow, what a difference the before and after with some of the homes or a fence or a walkway. And again, uh, they are really terrific. So you can uh, look for them on Facebook or you can always text them for a free same day estimate 401-617-2585 Bethel Certified Softwash. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's uh, 156. Hey, just a uh, programming announcement. Uh, The great Jeff Gamach will be sitting in. For John Dion, uh, coming up at 2 o'clock and all this week. So stay tuned, because coming up at 2, we will, uh, just a few moments, we will have the 2 o'clock news. And then uh, Jeff will be sitting in for John Dion uh, coming up next hour. Folks, as always, remember, check the website, topetro.com. We have a posting going up a little bit later. If you also want to get in touch with me, if you're a fan of the program, if you believe in fear elections, if you believe in accountability, if you want to see change, support the show. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and uh, you just click on Contact John, and you can get a hold of me. Now, also, just a couple other announcements. Now, remember, if you're in an accident, maybe someone hit your vehicle or a family member or someone you work with, if you need to get your vehicle repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401 272-3340 West Fountain Auto Body. Call Kenny. He'll repair your vehicle. Showroom-like condition. Call West Fountain Auto Body today. 272-3340. Did someone hit your vehicle? Did someone damage it? Get it repaired with West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. So the big news of the day is tonight. There is supposed to be a preliminary vote with Governor Raimondo with her Senate confirmation. What a process. My goodness. Governor Raimondo is then set. She will be sworn in. That's my understanding by the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. 
uh, predicated on the fact that she passed full Senate confirmation tomorrow. Now, as I said, unless Texas Senator Ted Cruz has some kind of a last minute situation we have uh, that we have not heard about, doesn't mean it couldn't happen. But right now we have uh, no reason to believe that it's going to be held up in any way. So we have uh, that. And then at some point tomorrow, we're also then going to have the situation where Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, and it's my understanding there's going to be a small private ceremony, um, small private ceremony with just him and maybe his family and some others. And then there's going to be a public ceremony for incoming Governor McKee sometime uh, this Sunday is when it's scheduled that they're set to have that. So uh, over the next 24 hours, now, I, I don't think we'll follow. Tomorrow, we will follow the Senate vote as it happens regarding Governor Mundo. And then it is conceivable that tomorrow at the, this time, although we don't know, we'll know more tonight. We'll know more tonight, but tomorrow uh, that we should have a new governor. And, folks, it will be positive as things start to move ahead. This has been uh, a difficult time. The whole thing's been a difficult time uh, during this uh, transition period that we've been going through. So it's Sean DePietro. Remember, folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You're in your car right now. Plug that in in your car so you can remember. Now, stay tuned. Coming up, we're going to have the 2 o'clock news. And then uh, the great Jeff Camacho is going to be in for uh, John Dean, I believe, all week. And then he'll take it through the afternoon. Again, if you want to reach me, get a hold of me, support the show, advertise the show, have a question, whatever it is, go to the website, petro.com right at the top. It says contact John, and then you can uh, reach me that way, and then all my links to social media. So stay tuned. The 2 o'clock news. WNRI, Socket.